Greg here from the band Dual Fighter. Our debut album, Mean Machines, comes out on March 25th. It's filled with plenty of fuzz power, guitar rock. You're going to love it. You can listen and download the first two singles now directly from our site, dualfighter.com, or at our Bandcamp profile, but exclusively for Slightly Fuzz listeners, we're giving it to you for free right now. So message us directly at dualfighter.com. 
or on any of our social media profiles and mention Slightly Fuzzed. And we're going to send you a free download code for the entire album prior to it being released on March 25th. Now, on to the Slightly Fuzzed podcast. Rock on. All right, Marco Berg, the uh, head honcho at Majestic Mountain Records. Is that how you uh, address your yourself there, or do you consider yourself a CEO, or, or what is that exactly? Yeah, Owner? I don't know. Founder? That's just a, that's a title. Uh, head head honcho uh, sounds cooler than CEO. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what warrants a, a CEO title. Do you can you just give anyone the CEO title? Do you have to have a certain amount of, yeah. uh, of employees or anything? I don't know. It sounds sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I like headhunt. We'll go with yes. headhunt. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Majestic Mountain and, and all the bands you have on there and the things that you guys are doing. So I appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out for a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. So typically we chat a little bit and at, at the end we do a fun little segment and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it around today. Let's do the fun segment up at the top. Okay. So I have a segment that I'm calling First Impressions. And yeah. since you are the head honcho at a label, I'm going to show you some fictional bands. And you're going to tell me by your first impression alone, do you have any interest in signing them to your label? Okay. <laughs> so the first one, Blind Forever, and their album is called Just Walked In On My Parents Having Sex. Uh, uh, it's a hard pass, I think. Hard pass. Yeah, it sounds like an emo band or something. Could be. Yeah. Instrumental masterpieces by Living Dead Tobin. Uh, yeah, it could be something. Great logo. Maybe a little interesting? Yeah, could be. Okay. All right. So we'll put that in the maybe category. Yes. This is actually a real band. It's called Shitfucker. Yeah. No, uh, oh, we passed pass on that one. Pass. Any reason, <laughs> any particular reason? Yeah, why? yeah. You don't have to have bad names like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't help the band. Doesn't help the label. This one called Hot Boxer, and their album's called Behold Thy Fart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I passed on that one. Seriously? Yeah. The Boys Next Door. Their uh, albums definitely won't hurt you. No, uh, looks like what do you call Jagaloos or what do you call them? <laughs> <Chuck> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Could be signed. <laughs> maybe? Uh, maybe, no. yes. Okay. <laughs> this one's called Hungry for Riffs, and uh, uh, the album's called Mastication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sign them. Sign them? Uh, yeah, who's? Yeah, everyone Hungry for Riffs. Nice. Planet Kill, Attack of the yeah. Booger Pickers. Yeah, sign them. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Here we go. Now we're on a roll. This one, I have no idea what they're called, but the album is called Covered in the Semen of Satan. Yeah, probably a hard pass now. You need to back check bands like that. Yeah. <laughs> Crop Duster, the Toxic Fart Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Yes, maybe. All right. Let's see where we are here. All right, this is the last one. Yep. Full beat. Ah, damn it. This is my Achilles heel. 
<laughs> I can't stand the band. Uh, every band has got their fans, not me though. Uh, it's a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we got a couple out of that. Yeah, sure. So what's what's your deal with Volbeat? I don't know. I, it's some, something with the music that makes me really, yeah, turns me off, really. So, so you're, you're uh, not a fan of Volbeat? No, never been. Never been. I've seen live <laughs> by mistake sometimes, but yeah. By mistake. Yeah, on the festival, you see a lot of crap music on festivals. Yeah. Uh, Volbeat was definitely one of those. Yeah, hey, someone well, told me that you were a uh, you were a huge huge fan of Volbeat. So I yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's a bearded guy. Probably told <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, All right. But, um, so let's talk about Majestic Mountain. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, recently, I kind of turned slightly fuzzed into a label of sorts. Um, I'm working with a couple bands trying to put some some music out and some vinyl out. But yep. to me, like, I don't exactly know what makes a label a label at this point, because it's a, it seems to be a little fuzzy. Uh, what actually makes you a label? It's almost like you're an investor into the band or maybe a marketing person or maybe a PR person or maybe you are their manager. So I'm not exactly sure what makes a label a label. So how did you start majestic mountain and what was your vision for it when you first started even maybe that's changed now but like when you were first starting what did you see happening with it were you looking to just get vinyl out were you trying to be like a manager were you trying to be everything to the bands or you know what was your original goal with it uh, ooh, the uh the original goal was just vinyl actually vinyl. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm a huge vinyl fan I like I like the art form with the graphics, the sound, and the, when you listen to music like that, you're actively listening. You're, mm -hmm. You put drop in a needle and you're listening to the whole album, or the side at least. You're not skipping songs like uh, the digital media's. So it's important to have an album that have a great flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. There I started. Uh, now I'm, I'm more a partner. Majestic is a partner with the bands. We work together. Uh, I help them with everything I can. Uh, push them on the media. Help them with PR and so on. Uh, so those bands that are on the label, uh, I hope they think yeah, they got me back. I'm backing them. Probably. When did you when did you start Majestic Mountain originally? Uh, two years, two years, two and a half years ago now. Two and a half years. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I had a dream about starting a label a long time ago. As uh, I read about it, uh, as that you can get a lot of help from uh, the underground labels about starting a label. Todd from Ripple, Robert from DHU Records, and so on. Uh, everyone. It's very helpful. Yeah, so I had Jad Schickler on here from Blues Funeral. Yeah, um, yeah and I talked to him a little bit, and I've had Shane McConnell from the Dregs Records, which is a, a smaller label, and kind of combining what they said about it 
and that knowledge they shared, I was like, so I guess you don't have to be, you know, this like Geffen sized like label. Like you, you're, you're kind of just there to support bands, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're like he, Shane, Shane, I think said that he was the sugar daddy to uh, some of these bands. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sugar daddy is a good word. Yeah, I'm a fan of the bands. Yeah. So I'm working because I love the music. It's not, I don't see any money. I, I don't see the band as money bags or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like them to succeed. Uh, then I know we've done a great job at Majestic if they've been seen and the fan base grows, the seller merch, the seller vinyl. That makes me happy. Yeah. So. Who was the first band that you signed to Majestic? Uh, yeah, it was actually St. Karloff. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, St. Karloff is the reason I started the label, actually. Uh, was, how did that come about? Yeah, I have talked quite a lot with Ole, uh, the late and great Ole Slettner. Uh, we had always had quite a good conversations on social media. Uh, and, uh, they have just recorded a demo of uh, Interstellar Voodoo. And I said, that's, uh, I might start a label. They have sent the, de- the demo out to different labels, but no one got back to them. It's a 40 minute long song. Uh, not every label is interested in that. Right. Uh, yeah, so I said, so I, said uh, I might start a label. And uh, Ole, he said, damn, can you release this one? Uh, sure, maybe. Send me send me the song. <laughs> and I heard the first 20 minutes of Interstellar Voodoo and I said, this must be released by me. So. I started started Majestic Mountain then. And and what was that original? But that wasn't the first release actually. What was the first was, release? Yeah, there was the split with Devil Switches and Saint Carlos. Okay. Uh, I was, <laughs> yeah, the, the guys offered me uh, that one. Ole again reached out and asked me, uh, "Would you be interested in releasing a split with Saint Carlos and Devil Switches?" <laughs> who could turn down, down that. So I had the split and Interstellar Voodoo as my first two releases. Uh, I couldn't have a better start. Those, yeah, they are classic records. So you, you worked to get them on vinyl. Yeah. What was, what was the, the rest like? I mean, did you know how to reach out to uh, blogs or magazines or, you know, podcasts or to get reviewed? I mean, did you know anything about that process of, marketing yeah yeah i knew a bit of it but i contacted uh, richard at sheltered life pr and we had a phone call he went through the process uh, so okay i hire him for uh, promotion for the split and uh, interstellar voodoo album there was uh, uh, it was a campaign for both of them uh, so how did it go Yes, it went very well. Uh, Interstellar Voodoo got great reviews. Uh, the splits sold out in a weekend, 700 copies. Uh, that's a lot for a new label to release. Uh, <laughs> nightmare packing and shipping those were. Uh, yeah. Were you picking all that stuff up yourself? Yeah, I did that in those days. Yeah. That took me a couple of weeks. 
Well, this, yeah, this has to be done. Did you know uh, about, the, the thing that I'm kind of running into now is like this music is so international and a lot of the presence is online. So they don't see like any borders between it. The fans don't really see any borders between it. So how did it go like shipping it to other countries or to the U.S. or, you know, figuring out some of the exchange rates and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I did a flat rate uh, thing initially, uh, just so like 14 euro for four records. So uh, that worked. Now, nowadays I use Pack It Up for my fulfillment center to be and those are different rates based on the weight and where to ship them. Uh, due to the pandemic, the prices for shipping has gone up definitely for the US, Canada, and United Kingdom. Now when I left the European Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that we're, we're realizing right now is, you know, it's not as easy maybe as it was, you know, a number of years ago. No, no. But the fan base is easier to get to. I mean, I wouldn't have ever imagined, you know, tw- 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like being able to reach so many people in, in Europe and other countries and stuff. No, no, that's that's a great thing with the technology. Uh, in the same time, there's so many bands out there trying to reach out and be seen. Yeah. yeah so uh, some of the bands, uh, yeah, social media is, is what it is. You, you like it or you don't like it. But as a band, you need actually be be seen on the social media. You need to interact with the fans and show interest in the buyers and fans. Or you're you're going to lose your fan base. That's simple stuff. What do you look for in a band? Like, I I assume you get submitted a lot of different bands and and music and stuff. Like, what are you looking for for Majestic Mountain? Anything in particular? No, I, I usually get a good grip if it's good first five two to three minutes of a song. Uh, from there, uh, you need to check the background, talk to them, and see uh, how the social presence is, and, and so on. You can't just sign a band for just did great music. It's it's not always the best thing. You need to be active in the, in the scene. There's, uh, there's a lot of lot of good bands out there that uh, no one heard of because they don't use Bandcamp. Uh, they don't push their music on Facebook groups and so on. You mean a band need to be active? Uh, simple as that. For me, like the business side of my brain goes, yeah, like you you don't have the presence yet, and you're not as active as you should be. Like this is not for me, but like yeah, the but fan, the fan part of me goes, maybe I can introduce you to more people. Like you need yeah. it, you, you clearly need it. <laughs> you're, you're yeah, of course, of course. If, you help you. Yeah. if if it's a new band, of course. Uh, uh, like Sleep Moscow, it's it was quite unknown. Uh, I see no problem with the music; it's so fantastic. It's it, it makes it easier to work with it. So do you take some bands that you just go, you know, I you're you're terrible at social media, but like I, I gotta have this one on my label and, and, and you run with it anyway? You take that chance? Yes, yes. 
I do that sometimes when the music is too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we, uh, I try to get them to be more active, uh, but you, you can't force force them. But uh, you need to try them to get make those posts, answer those questions, like those pictures, comment. Small things, simple things. That makes yeah. a difference. Where do you think most of your fans come from? Is it your social media presence? Uh, well, all over, I think. Yeah. Mostly social media, okay. I think, nowadays. But people in Sweden, I'm, I met most of the people at concerts in Sweden. Sweden's not that big. And the Stone and Doom scene is it's not huge in Sweden. So. What about truck fighters? Aren't they from Sweden? Yeah, they are from Örebro, but that's yeah. uh, out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, well, I haven't seen them live actually, so I hopefully can right. catch them live sometimes. Yeah. I've seen them twice live. It's awesome. They're, they're yeah, one of the few bands that really that actually do travel to the U.S. occasionally. Uh, yeah. A lot of the bands that I like are not in the U.S., you know, and uh, yeah. they don't travel here too often. It's, it's difficult to understand them. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult and it's quite expensive. So you need to yeah. be a band like uh, Monolord and Truck Fighter size to get afford it and yeah. have a big tour uh, over there. The visa costs so much to to get. As a label, do you get involved in any of these bands' tours and shows and stuff, or is that just somebody else? I am. No, I, I try to help where's possible uh, to get bands on festival shows and, and so on. Uh, Vesper, uh, she's based in in uh, Oslo. She's she's very good at that handling shows, booking shows, uh, that kind of things. She's the one that runs the Majestic Fest for me in Oslo now, prepares everything. So you must feel like a, a little bit like a like a band manager or or more than yeah. just regular people at times. Because like I said, that's kind of what I'm running into now is like I want them to sell these records that I'm helping with so much that like I find myself reaching out to people and trying to share it and get them in, the, in front of people. So it's like... I'm sure that's someone else's job. I'm sure that yeah, there's yeah. a manager or a PR person that, that handles that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, getting in the way maybe, but also I, I care and I, I want it to succeed. So I feel like I should. Yes, exactly. If you care, you, you help out with every, every issues. Yeah. If you're a band on Mystic Mountain, you're, we work as partners. Yeah. We do it together, uh, every detail. Uh, try to get them to grow the fan base. I've been approached by a few bands recently asking if I'd like to kind of like partner with them and another label like in, in Europe or something, because I would be like their US mm. label. And and part of me, like I'm, I'm kind of unsure about that. Have you been been approached with something similar like with the yeah. US label? Yes. And it, it feels okay. it feels weird to me because, like I said, part of me like cares about it, and I want them to like just sign to slightly fuzzed, and like I manage this, and I help, and I invest, and I do all these things. I don't want to like share some of that, but I don't know if that's the right way to think about it. Like, I mean, is, is that 
does that make sense that you know i don't i don't not quite comfortable sharing that yet or should maybe it's just a good business investment and i can throw some money in and get some money back and just that's it yeah um, yeah you're splitting the risks if, if there are any uh, yeah. otherwise uh, I, i'm doing some co-releases uh, mostly with Os- osmio records and i did the one with jad schickler with blues funeral but Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Uh, I know Mats from Osium Records, so it's 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 very easy to work with. So uh, it com- comes naturally when we find find a band to release together. Uh, but uh, releasing something with a label in US, uh, no, I don't see that coming. Uh, we did that we, we did that with Blues Funeral. Um, uh, I usually prefer to release it myself actually. Yeah. So if you do then release it on your own, how do you manage shipping to the US and, and places like that? Uh, I work with or, or Cosmic Peddler is a okay. sells my releases so or um okay. also I also got MVD that uh distros in US for uh distribution out to other record stores. Okay. So that's not an issue, and uh, I have quite a good price for shipping from Europe to US, also with tracking. So that works too. Now it's a little bit expensive now this year, but is this um, all stuff you kind of had to figure out as you went along? Yes. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Has it has it yeah. been tricky? Has it been tricky figuring some of this out? Because to, to me, again, like just as a fan that kind of gets dips my toe into it a little bit. I go, okay, we need a product. Here it is. Got it. Someone yeah. else needs it. Put it in the mail. Yeah. There you go. And aside yeah. from that, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a business person. I, you know, I don't know the financial side. I, I, I don't even know the tax side of it. And, you know, did you find yourself struggling to keep up with some of that stuff? Or did you have a, a good person to, to bounce this stuff off of? Or yeah, you, you, I have a lot of people to bounce questions around with. Uh, in the beginning, there was a lot of questions. I need to learn how how the distros work. I actually did a record store release, um, and I need to learn how how to set up a release in for different countries and so on to reach to the retail stores. Yad Yad from Blue Zoom helped me a lot. Uh, so he's a good guy. He's, if I ask him a question, he's usually there to answer it. Yeah, uh, I think um, uh, almost every guy in the, that runs an independent label in this heavy underground scene, uh, they are very helpful. Everything. I try to do the same. If someone asks me uh, about how to, what kind of contracts do you use, or what's the deal you offer, and, yeah, sure, I can help them, give them a, a lead in. Uh, uh, that's the way we help each other in the scene. Yeah, it does seem like it's been a, a pretty positive experience so far in this scene, and everyone seems to be pretty helpful and um, willing to help and stuff, which is nice. Yeah, there's no need for drama. Yeah. What What's the best advice that you got from any of these people, or, or what's what's something that you've you've learned that uh, you know was, was a big moment when you learned it? Oh, what could that be? Uh, ooh, do, do, do. 
that must be yeah the quality yeah for, for me is the quality of the vinyl is everything must must be top notch uh, I mean uh, artwork gateful material 180 gram because I charge a premium price and my, uh, the customers expect a premium product don't uh, skimp on the material no and uh, not much don't skimp on material toasters and stickers and so bring bring that in fans love that you quality that's that's the main issue I would say. yeah Okay. All right. So now fast forward two and a half years. Is this the first? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Not the first time doing the festival? Uh, I tried to do a festival early in uh, 2020. Then the plague struck. Yeah. <laughs> so the not same week. Yeah, this, actually, the same week uh, they started doing press conferences and like people are dying of this. Um, uh, yeah, the, the fear. So we said, no, we can't do this domestic yeah. fest. And then we planned another one for February this year. was never officially announced because the plague struck again. Mm-hmm. And now we said, this summer it must be done. So we said, yeah, we move it to Oslo and do two days at Blitz, a great venue, and a pre-party. What did you know about pl- starting a festival? I, I've been in association management for a lot of years where we put on conferences and stuff. So I've learned a lot about what goes into starting a festival and sponsors and registration, and how to take money and even the on-site stuff with food and bathrooms and requirements for space and how to rent stuff. It's really complicated. And, and yeah. to do it kind of on your own is, is nearly impossible. So how did you approach that? And what did you know about it? Uh, even uh, Even in 2020? Yeah, the, the first one we have, once again, we have good friends that works, like doing their own shows. So I talked to them, I had a meeting. You need to do this, this, this book, prepare for hotels, food, rent this. Uh, you can use this ticket service. Um, so that one was easily set up. Now I have a professional help from Vesper in in Oslo, she knows this. She works for Blitz as a booker, so so she she will make my life much easier now. So we have lots lots of more bands and than the first planned one, and uh, we're gonna make it a great two days for both bands and audience. I'm sure. Sure. Are they all? Uh, Majestic Mountain bands. I know that, um, like Saint Karloff and uh, Join Hugger and Kalel and, and all those guys are going to be there. But uh, yes. are there other bands? That... Uh, we, it's just going to be Majestic bands the first year. Okay. Uh, uh, so. What else you got going on at that thing? What can people expect if they are attending? Yeah, it's. We're yeah, not going to reveal too much, but uh, the bands plan special things for the show. They're gonna perform. Um, uh, hopefully, can have some side arrangements with artwork and things like that in the venue. Uh, um, 
and it would be great if we could have some kind of celebration for Ole, uh, the late Ole Slutner also. Uh -huh. So I say uh, his last concert with St. Carl was the, the Interstellar Wood Live session from the same venue. Uh, yeah, I was there, so it was one of those magical evenings. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be great. Um, come, come over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Uh, probably not going to happen, but I would love to. What's the date on this thing? Uh, it's the 7th and 18th June. Uh, 18th and 19th of June, and the 70th is the pre-party at a place called Revolver in Whistler. Uh, that will be announced in a couple of weeks. Also killer set up for that one. Cool. Oops. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you about the Astro Queen reissue because yeah? I'm a, a massive fan of Astro Queen and, and the album Into Submission. When, when people ask me like bands to start with in stoner rock, it's always like that first Lowrider album and Rollerballs Lost in Space and always Astro Queens into submission. Like those are like yes. my top three. And uh, and both Lowrider and Astro Queen had nothing else really <laughs> to, to offer. It was just the one album. And even even Rollerball, really, you know, they had a couple more albums after that, but they, they felt a little different. I, I've always gone back to Lost in Space. But anyway, um, Astro Queen has been silent for quite some time. <laughs> Lowrider yes. made a comeback in 2020, but Astro Queen has remained quiet. Where did this come from? Was this your idea or was this their idea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a huge Astro Queen fan, so I've been on on the band and and uh, singer Daniel Engede. Uh, I've been on him all the time. You need to release this on vinyl. I'm. I want to release this on vinyl. I must release this on vinyl. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, let's do it. Um, yeah, we, let's uh, add a, a bonus song. Yeah, of course, we do that. That's only for vinyl. It's yeah. called Cat Catapults. So, uh, uh, as I said, I'm a huge fan of Astro Queen. Uh, uh, I actually prefer Astro Queen uh, if you compare it to Lowrider and uh, the bit there. Oh, to Io. Uh, it's Astro Queen's far better in my world yeah in submission is is amazing it's a it's a great great album if anyone listening has not checked out in submission i recommend it to everybody and it's, yeah. it's really really cool that you're putting it out on vinyl now and it looks great it's like the the red white and blue splatter yeah. looks awesome okay. six copies left so if you're listening so wow time to buy awesome yeah so I, I I don't know that I've heard any of their other like side projects. I know that some of those guys in the band like went on to do other things. Do you know yeah. anything about those? Have you heard some of them? Yeah, Donny Langer is you. He was a singer in Cripple Black Phoenix for a while. He has his side pro project Ice and and now uh, he and Jonas Stålhammar, electric hydra and a guitarist from At the Gates, they started a new band. Venus Principle, uh, that one, that album will be huge, I think. Is it in the same kind of vein as Astro Queen or totally No, different? no, no, totally different. Uh, yeah, that's what I that's thought. That's more, more prog rock metal okay. thing. Uh, 
you can, yeah, I think you're going to release a single any day now, a video for it, for the first single. Uh, so be. you must be in uh, in pretty close contact with Astro Queen still. Um, what are their future plans? Can you uh, anything, or do you know anything, or have they said anything? Uh, I can't reveal anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so there must be something to. Yeah, they've been. They've been. They've been. You know, their re- rehearsal room at least. That can. That I can say. Yeah, I've seen some of the videos they post on on Instagram that they're at least playing. I mean, you know, you know, you don't need to practice together to re- reissue a vinyl. So no, no, uh, no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I was quite surprised about the interest in the band because they've yeah. been been dormant for twenty years. Yeah, the thing is, they have twenty thousand, twenty three thousand listeners a month on Spotify. They have that regular so. Yeah. And they haven't released anything since 2001. Which is crazy. And just to have yeah. one album and, and to have those like dedicated fans. And I'm one of them. I listen to that album all yeah. the time. You know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, well, hopefully they do a comeback and play, play some shows. But they're not playing Majestic Mountain Festival. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we see. You will see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Recently. All right, maybe maybe I'll have to make that flight over there. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? It can, could be a secret show. I don't know. We we'll see. You will see. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I did get one question from yeah. from Instagram for you. Yeah. Sure. Um, does not being able to grow a beard make you a little bit <laughs> inside? Yes, and again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been busy. <laughs> If, and if you listen to it, you're never going to release your third <laughs> <laughs> record EP. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have a need to have a beard. I can't grow one, but who cares? <laughs> that's a that's a classic uh, classic Andy question. I'm going to um, sort these things with him in Oslo. Andy has enough beard for the both of you. I feel like. Uh, probably glued on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that happened this week um, was the passing of Mark Lanigan. Yeah. Um, And he, he's, I, I've been such a fan of his for a long time and, and his work with Queens of Stone Age, especially, and then later discovered his solo stuff. And then even after that really went back and listened to screaming trees and stuff. So it was a, it was a big deal, and I think a lot of people in this um, this genre felt that pretty hard. Pretty hard. Um, there's been, you know, a number of big musician deaths over the you know recent years and stuff. But for my age group, like I, you know, I was too young for Tom Petty passing, you know, and stuff like that. So this one was a little bit closer, and um, I felt that. But I was thinking, like, is there would there be like someone that died? that would affect you enough to like have to call off a of work? I mean, who would, who would that person be for you? Is there someone that would, would really um, affect you in that kind of way? I, I've seen a lot of people posting about, you know, how he was their biggest influence and how, you know, the, one of their favorite musicians and things. So is there someone in particular that, that would hit you like that? Yeah, of course. Last year when Ole, Ole passed away, uh, uh, that hurt. hurt. A lot, actually. That's yeah. 
he was way too young. Uh, uh, that, that was painful. Uh, uh, yeah, we feel uh, Mats, uh, the guitarist in St. Karoff, has known him some, since childhood, so uh, I really felt with him. Uh, that, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Because, uh, he was the reason I started labeling us. Always very, yeah, he helped me. He was very supportive with everything with label. Uh, of course, they got offers from bigger labels, but Ole insisted in that Sid Karloff should stay with Majestic. Yeah, he was a person like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it was it was awesome. What are what are their plans? They haven't released anything in a, a little while now. No, the, the, they're active. Uh, Nico from Joint Tiger is playing Ola's part now. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's so talented, Nico. He, he can play every instrument. Uh, so uh, there were no problem for him to get a part, get Ola's playing in place. I think he even plays with uh, best that Ole gave him in the late days before he passed away. Joint so Tiger put out a, a great album last year. Yeah, Joint Tiger is so good. Yeah. Uh, they bring a new level to the Stone and Doom genre. And St. Carl, I think, is still writing songs. They have had some songs written with Ole. Uh, they performed a new song live at Hussabat last year. So they're active. And hopefully they can write a new album and release it. The yeah. world needs it. You must have quite the ear for picking out bands now that I'm thinking about it. Because St. Karloff and Kellel and Join Hugger and stuff, like all putting out albums recently that were amazing and, and were on my top 10 at the end of the year and stuff. So, you know what is it about some of these things that you are able to pick out and say, sure, let's put some music out and, and knowing which bands to turn away? Yeah. What could that be? I, as I said earlier, you, you can usually hear it in the first three, four minutes or something. Yeah. If this is something that you, hits you. Uh, for example, uh, when I got the demo from the rock and also Norwegian band, which was enough with one one minute. Sent a reply to the band. Yeah. I need to work with you. <laughs> so you get this feeling when it's this. This is good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, what to call it. Are you still it's, looking for for more bands? Uh, yes. Always. I'm, I'm always, sure I'll always open to yeah, it, but yeah, you've been pretty busy. I, I'm just wondering if there was still yeah, yeah. You know. I have a backlog I need to work through now. So yeah, uh, so signing new band is no priority at the moment. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, if you are you at the here, point with any of these bands where you offer any insight or opinion when they send you the the music? 
do you go uh, and that that part there i don't i don't know maybe you should you know i mean do you offer any of your insight into that uh i try to stay away from that kind of stuff actually uh i believe in creative freedom uh, usually <laughs> i mean you hear you hear stories of all these bands that are signed to like big labels right and they yeah. go well, the record label didn't like this, so we had to redo it, or they wanted to release this one as a signal, single instead of this one. And I mean, obviously, you know, with smaller labels, it's not quite the same, but, you know, is there any of that where you go, listen, no. guys, this isn't cutting the mark, you know, this isn't hitting the mark, you you need to go back and... No, <laughs> uh, uh, no, 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 not at all, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Uh, if... if... No, if I if I like them uh, when we work together, it's uh, I I never push them to change anything. Uh, what about like artwork or anything? Do you ever offer your your two cents on artwork? Yeah, sometimes I could, could do that actually. Yeah. Yes, and uh, when the artwork uh, is not really re- representative of the music, I could say that we could change something. But yeah. Do, use do, they, the do, they do they push back or do they listen? <laughs> okay, sometimes they push back, of course. Uh, and we, we always have a dialogue with issues like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you, you good music. Uh, I try to listen as much as I can. Uh, uh, the, the bars, recent standards been, you know, much higher now. So fans need to step up the submission part also. Uh, it's uh, One thing that disturbs me is uh, when you send a direct message on social media, uh, don't do that. that. That is not a shortcut to get my attention. Uh, do a proper submission from our website, uh, write your background, why you should sign to Majestic, uh, that's the way to do it, get, get our interest. Todd uh, from Ripple just had a good video today that he shared okay. yeah, about, okay. about how to submit to him. And he was like, you know, I get emails all the time and people that send links and, and everything. And he, he read a letter from uh, AWAS, uh, had mm. submitted something, and, and they, they went into, you know, what makes a good letter and it's, you know, how to, how to approach different labels. and. And I, I kind of talked about this with Jad Schickler when he was on too, about like mm-hmm. I, I get people send me stuff and and sometimes they just send like a link in yeah. like an Instagram message and don't even say anything. They don't even say hi or, or anything. Mm. I'm like no. what what is this? But um I'm sure you get plenty of, of everything. I'm sure you get emails yes. and messages all the time. Yes. Yeah. It's happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, the best First submission must be an old horn tooth. Actually, they did a video also. Yeah, that's, that was pure magic. Caught your eye. You, you did <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, of course. That's, they put around lots of hours to make it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, at the same time, they're a great band. So that was just a bonus. Uh, they will also play at Majestic Fest in Oslo. How often do you approach a band? And ask them to put music out. Uh, that ha- doesn't happen that often, actually. It's uh, Astro Queen. I was, of course, interested of mm-hmm. to release the vinyl. Uh, there is a band, Swedish band, that's unannounced that I was big fan of so many years, and finally they recorded an album. So we that may have to release. Uh, 
what more? No, those two, yes, I can't remember at the moment. Well, but it does happen. Like, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it happens. Yeah. Uh, you, you get turned down also. It happens. <laughs> well, I, I think that's really all I, I have for you. I appreciate yeah. you uh, coming on and, and talking about uh, Majestic and Festival and, and some of the background on some of this stuff. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell anyone about or plug aside from obviously the festival and, and the great bands on Majestic that have music out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, keep on supporting the scene, buying merch, vinyl. Bands need it now after yeah. the pandemic. Small things like that, patches, everything. Comment okay. on the posts. Yeah, keep be active. And sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just be active, be, be supportive. Okay. All right. I appreciate your time, man. Um, yeah. It was great, it was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of your label. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Touch, man. Yeah, thank you for having me.